Hello! We at the Ringo Zone understand that mine and Kayla's constant mentioning of our Judaism <laughs> may alienate some of our listeners. As such, I am reaching out today to sing you a Christian gospel song that I wrote. Jesus! We'll tie you to a rock and shiv you, cause it's the only way he knows how to get an erection. Hallelujah! I mean, I haven't read the Bible, like, recently, <laughs> but I can't dispute what you said, so maybe, yeah, we're, maybe. we're just ticking all the boxes today, aren't we? It can be interpreted in many ways, you know? There should be love. Um, Welcome to the Ringo Zone! Yeah, I'm Dylan. I'm Kayla. And I'm Reverend Max. Yes. Um, <laughs> Jews for Jesus, Max. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're doing uh, uh, Gem Harvest. So that's Raven Malase, Paul Villico, Hilary Fulido, and Lauren Zook. So And Lauren? I don't think I saw her name on there. Well, I, I don't know why I looked up the actual credits. That's what I saw. Yeah, I think um, Hillary. No. Lauren did the first half of the episode, and then Hillary did the second half. Or maybe, maybe. I thought it was Paul well, Raven did the first half, and Hillary did the that's, second. That's that's what I believe. Yeah, well, Hillary and, and well, they're they're teams, so Hillary and Lauren would have worked at the same bit, and then okay, yeah, yeah Raven that and then Paul. that one. Yeah, so I think so. This happened. episode introduces us to the best character in the show, Pumpkin. Yes, yes. I agree. Better than Pearl. Also, the most best character in the show, Andy. Uh, fuck off, Max. <laughs> We're gonna get um, into it today, folks. Oh, God, okay. Yeah. Well, okay, so I would say, like, Pumpkin... <laughs> Max the... vs. Kayla comes to a head tonight! <laughs> and also, I love that Peridot's, like, kin- once a kindergartner, always a kindergartner. Yeah! Gotta be making peeps. I really, I like her logic, you know? It's just, like, I'm used to growing things, so let's try it with the thing you grow on Earth. Like, that makes sense. It's like you're adapting your skill set to your new work yeah, environment. And, and she's also promoting herself until you will do my bidding, you're my slave. Giving herself a better Well, that's job. just a natural impulse. Yeah, like, I think half of it came from, like, her wanting to fit in on Earth uh, mentality, and the other half of it was left over, like, I run this joint. Yeah, but it's also, you know? it's also like, it's also like um, now she's full on, like, I'm in charge, yellow diamond status, like, you're my slave. She made corn in her image. Yeah, she like promoted herself. You know what I mean. Speaking of creations, Stephen created a pumpkin. Yeah, he, he knows he knows and how then to he weaponize PTSD. When and it then was the less worst, than 10 the minutes worst gore, yeah. just like fucking from pumpkin's perspective, he like um, vivisects another one of him Mm-mm. in front of him. <laughs> I really loved how that was storyboarded. That's the most like brutal shit possible out of carving a fucking pumpkin. Um, and I'll, 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 I'll fucking segue this shit right now. I mean, I would say that, that yeah, goes it, over to, uh, to Greg, you know, uh, uh, what the fuck is his name? Andy. Let, let's like recap the episode and then we'll talk about Andy. Cause yeah, we are well, going I, I, to I, get into this. some Andy stuff. One, Hobo is, is a man's job. Hobo was a man's <laughs> job, true, whatever though. it was. Two, calling, calling the hippies is like really like 75% cringe and then like 25% appropriate and like. Funny. It's hilarious. Um, the the hippie shit I hated until listens to AM radio and socializing this fine American barn made the word hippie <laughs> like relevant again. <laughs> and like, oh, you really have been in the air for twenty years. Uh, Andy immediately assumed that Garnet was was Stephen's mom because oh, she's the tall shit. one. Okay, right he knows there. Greg likes. That was my next comment that I was going to make on my notes. Kayla, this is why you're the prodigy. You're welcome. Yeah. He knows Greg's type, tall as fuck, mm-hmm. and he also makes a horrible your mom is dead joke without realizing it. 
Like in like a fe- one fell swoop. He's like, you're not I mean, like, tall girls and your mom's dead. I think that's probably the most excusable of his behaviors because, like... He, he doesn't know better. He yeah. didn't know, you but know? I, and, like, like, I, like, I like to think, though, how much do you think, uh... Like, Andy, he gets really older? somber the second he finds oh, out yeah, no, yeah, he, dead. He definitely doesn't think about it, but how, how old do you think Andy is compared to Greg? I'd say he's five, ten years older. Yeah, probably at, at most. Not, not I, very. Think, I think they're about the same age because it yeah. sounded like they were really close when they were younger. So, yeah, so I want to say this is my, my headcanon is the DeMeos, all definitely like close as kids. So Greg left uh, community college to go touring. So let's say that when he left home, he was probably 19, 20. I like to think that through all of high school, like, it was well. It was just like well known that like his type was tall girls. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like they like they have like this shared past. I love that he knows Greg Taylor. Like yeah, yeah, she's tall. You want to fuck her? Like I love that there's mm-hmm. a shared history. You know what I mean? Because it's like for Stephen, he's never met his family in fucking fourteen years of his life. Like he's never met any. Greg's never mentioned. Yeah, he's them. never mentioned the other grandparents. He never like, mentioned. Like he mentioned like the aunt and uncle like the one time, and that's it. Yeah, and that's and really that's it. Like he really does not go into it at all. So it's oh, like and I guess it's confirmed now. I guess confirmed now that we've met their biological son. That Greg's aunt and uncle are actually aunt and uncle, and not like two aunts, one wearing a fake mustache, like mm-hmm. a lot of people thought. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I think the show kind of just hasn't called for an exploration of Greg's family. No, really. it definitely hasn't. It would have felt weird until now. This episode yeah. was perfect. And Thanksgiving is when every yeah. family thing explodes yeah. outwards. Um, or if you're Irish Catholic, um, implodes, but no one talks about it. Um, <laughs> I also think this episode, to another layer, is about Andy projecting onto Greg, you know? Um, it very largely is, yes. And we'll we'll get into that in a second, because I have some things I want to say about that. But, like, just specifically about the, the, the plane, the barn and the plane engine, it's like, okay, I just really hate how dramatic he's being like he god it feels like like he's yelling for like three minutes yeah you know like it's just so drawn out i will say this that his reaction is in character and appropriate and interesting i will say the pacing of it is a little bit drawn out i think this is one of the ones where it came out as one episode, but it wasn't built like Bismuth, and it wasn't built like, you know, a two-part episode, really. Mm-hmm. And the pacing of him getting upset becomes tedious. Yeah, so it becomes annoying to, to listen to. But yeah. in character, I totally understand where he's coming from, and it's it's well-written. He calms down like, eventually. He cools down. He walks yeah, it no, off. Then, he's like, you know, okay... This is kind of cool. It's nice to see it getting used. Like, yeah, I'm annoyed that it took so long. That's not how yeah. anger works. Yeah, well, yeah not... he plays a legitimate person with an anger uh, problem. But... It's within a show universe. Yeah, It's within a show universe where characters spend entire ten episodes like whining and sorting out their feelings very tediously. And in a double-length episode, you can't give a man two minutes to express his anger. Well, no, because all of us are one step ahead of Andy. That's the thing. Exactly, that, like, yeah. all, all of the viewers and all of the other characters that have already been established that we've grown to love and understand, we all know that Andy is going to come around. Yeah, exactly. But Andy yeah. doesn't know. So it's annoying to watch well, I- because... I, I, yeah, but I, I think it's, it's established enough beforehand with him joking around that the, he isn't just a bad guy. He's going to come around. 
I would say though that like it, I mean, it comes, Bismuth was kind of similar. I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah, well, yeah, but I don't know. Even worse, though, was a, with a less uh, important character. Now that Andy was going like, to try and kill Steven in a lava pit, I, but yeah. well, I, I think I agree with Max that that's how like real anger is shown. But at the same time, this show doesn't always show real results of emotion. Like for example, Beach City Drift. I uh, I, I get it actually on like a very deep serious was like emotional level i get what's happening there and i thought that it was handled ham-fistedly and like a little bit too forced so like to a point it's better to have these longer drawn out things but at the same time it's it's in the awkward you know rock and hard place of we kind of know where this is going to be going so i think that both of you are right it's just like Max, to a certain point, you, for a lot of episodes, don't relate to what the emotion that's happening is. And this one, you actually do, like, actually really understand the emotion. And Kayla, you don't really see the emotion that's attached to it because you're seeing it from a show perspective, not a character. Yeah, like, I'm not saying that if Andy was in the real world, that his reaction would be uncalled for. Like, I'm, I, it is a perfectly sound, logical, emotional reaction. However, from a viewer point of view into a f- work of fiction, it's really tedious to watch him get, like, all riled up over something that we just know he's going to be okay with in a couple you know of what, minutes. Though, yeah, I, I think both, and now you know how I feel yeah, for, like, I was gonna say, 80% that, that's of how the Max show's episodes. About most of the show. Yeah, because I agree with Kayla. Pacing wise, I was like, okay, let's just get through this. But also for like showing the emotion and showing this whole thing correctly, you need to have him be kind of an asshole for a while about all this. So there is, I don't know if there's a better, I mean, I'm sure technically in the multiverse, there's a better version of the episode, but I mean, they did the best they could. Also, um, I wanted to shift gears for a second. Uh, Pearl, um, Na- like in the gems naming issues with Greg and humans like what are their the Greg's- gems were amazing comic relief this Our episode Greg is clearly a superior one etc like how they celebrate <laughs> everything okay we're gonna have a wedding where you oh, get yeah. born let's and all, die let's, let's all marry each other just ultra poly gem bait for those people who are into poly gem and um being born and dying as mm-hmm. the other important things were just fucking classic I don't know that was I think everything in this episode that I could point out as being like, I loved just enjoying this moment and nothing about it felt forced or like stunted. Yeah. All of the gems were awesome this episode. Um, but this is bait for, for it, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's bait, but it also it, it also makes sense. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's um, okay, the gems uh, don't know about human marriage you know so like if it was greg who had like brought the cake that would be weird but it was the gems you know yeah, so well, it, I, I, it, I it would makes say total it's sense fan wiki if you're a fan but if you're just in a critically analyzes this television it did not come off as like eh eh get it eh you know what i mean yeah it was yeah. it was done the best way possible it was done yeah. in a way that yeah there's people no who no want stuff it have that... it and people who don't want it, it nothing just about any of the gems this episode like was weird or yeah. out of character the, the, at all. The, like all the gems were great. And, and that's the ideal way to that's the ideal way to do it, I think, is when you write for your fans and they like might get something out of it. But your other fans or people who aren't your fans just see it as something that happens that makes sense. Like that's that's the yeah. ideal combination of doing the two. Um but anyways I wanna I wanted to move on a little bit. Um I thought one thing that's really interesting was um Connie and Greg 
when they're with Steven, have that, you know, human beings fist bump, whatever. And there's a disconnect for Steven. And this one was kind of the opposite, where it's Steven among all of the gems. And, like, for once, he was like, you're my human. Like, I love that. And I that love that huge, so much. And that, that, yeah, that was I huge. I haven't thought about it yeah. that way. Because here's, here's what I love about that. Because, like, it's really kind of like an exploring your ethnicity slash heritage thing. Yeah. Which I love so much because, you know, obviously it's not like Steven wants to know everything about being Italian, but it's just like, uh, this is really context that has been missing all of Steven's life because in his entire life, everyone's telling him how he's special and different. And now there's one guy who doesn't see him that way. Because this guy thinks that they're socialist hippie freeloaders. He does not know what gems are in the slightest. So this is finally Steven in the, you know, in the gems, but now he's connected to humanity instead of Steven and the humans, and he doesn't have a connection to humanity. So I thought that was just a really, really good um, thing. I wish they would explore it more. Um, like, I, I think they're going to. I think it's kind of inevitable that they're going to explore. I want to start wrapping it up, though. Um... I would just say my favorite part of this episode, just, it's the dumb one, but just, wow, thanks for the barn. Every wow, thanks makes me warm inside, so. All right, Kayla, it's time to get into it. Yeah, war briefly over this. So, you hate Andy. I I, I do hate Andy. As a, as a piece of fiction, you know, I don't necessarily want to go to where I go to escape and just have, like, this character, like, bust in and be loud and annoying and tedious to listen to. And also, for, like, five solid minutes, uh, Andy was giving Greg a whole lot of shit about, you know, basically, Greg followed his dreams and became a rock star, and Andy was just kind of like, no, you abandoned the family. And it's just like, um... Fuck off, Andy, because you've flown all over the world in your plane for the last 20 years. And, and like, you even say, like, you could have been visiting your family for the last 20 years, but you didn't. So you did the exact same thing, and you were, and you were projecting all of your, like, angst and anger onto Greg. So just, ugh, makes me really mad. And, like, he does redeem himself by the end of the episode, you know, um, and, like, in... Uh, I forget the name of the episode, but w- when we see him again, Korea. Yes, uh, they're going to Korea. Um, so for the brief time that we we did see him again, he was like much more bearable because he wasn't just like screaming at everybody, you know. So so he does redeem himself by the end of the episode, but like it was really difficult for me to watch like the Andy heavy parts of this episode for that reason. Yeah. Okay. Well, Max, anger is something I live with every day and have lived with my whole life. And if I had to describe my overall character in two words, it would be angry clown. Uh, But when I watch Steven Universe, I love this show. Don't get me wrong. I really do. And I don't always relate to it. I do have that thing where, like, I know a lot of people are going to be more into it, and I am, and that annoys me for some irrational reason. And I know it's irrational. But it's how I feel. And that's kind of a big thing about anger. And anger, it's energy. It's fire building up inside you. But it's also a fucking earthquake and a tornado and a lightning storm. It's everything. And it's like a drug. On the one hand, it is glorious. Yeah, anger feels amazing. Anger feels great. So then you get Andy. He comes home after all this time 
The barn has been abandoned by his family. These strangers have taken it over. What are they doing there? Why are they there? Because the one member of the family, this, like, I guess if you want to, you could consider Greg the black sheep of the family. The kid that ran off, never spoke to anyone else again, has given away something that's not his to give, and they're changing everything, and they got this weird lifestyle you don't understand. And for the record, I'm not advocating intolerance at all, but I am saying, you know, it's okay to be confused, and sometimes that confusion leads to anger, and you've just got to ride it out. And then it's just like, he does have his own failures, and he is projecting. Here's the thing, I relate so hard to that. Kayla is like, yeah, this was an impactful episode, and you're like, it felt tedious, this is just the opposite. And there's no, like, we came to a, you know, a common ground and we all get it now. It's just kind of like, this is who you are, this is what you get out of it, and this is what you saw. And this is just an episode for a different kind of person than Kayla. And halfway me, I'm like a hybrid of those two. And for Max, this is his version of, you know, mindful education. That's just a fundamental difference between how Max deals with his stuff and how I deal with my stuff. So That's not Max... how I deal with my stuff. Okay, I, I don't think that's necessarily what Max is saying. The point well, I'm making I... here is this. It's a, it's a representation thing. But instead of race or ethnicity or sexuality, it's a representation of temperament. Because here's the thing. Anger is almost universally portrayed as evil. And it is not. And it is so refreshing, especially in this show. So, Because that's the thing. Like, Andy, I'm not saying everything he does is in the right, but there is a logic to his emotional reactions here. And so often anger is just portrayed as willful ignorance and evil and failing to touch down on any level. And Andy doesn't do that. Even when, like, Andy feels weird and alienated again, he doesn't lash out at everyone. He says, all right you can have the barn. He could have turned that into a much bigger thing. He didn't. And then Steven reached out to him and helped him to fully come around. I see a very honest, real, and understanding look at anger that it's not always fair. It's not always rational, but a lot of the time there is a rationality to it. But it is something that can be worked on, and just because you're angry doesn't mean you're beyond reason. I, I, w- I would say that kind of brings that to the centipedal episode where if you have serious mental illnesses and people want to fix you and help you and blah, 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 it's instead just pre- presented in a fair, rational, just completely like this is what it is type situation. It's nice to see that represented in media because you don't generally see it that way. You see it as, oh, they had a problems, but then they were fixed. So now it's just... This is just how it is. And that feels good to be, you know, represented. What it boils down to is you deal with anger in a real serious part of your life. And this was a character who represented anger in a fair, balanced, honest, real way. And Kayla, from her perspective, is like, this isn't like, you know, progressing a character, etc. It's just a realistic representation. That's not good TV. I mean, I think both of you are right. I, I think it just comes into Because, like, Kayla, those... I get it. I, like I said, I've been on your end of this so many times. But yeah. the reason I felt like I need to speak of this about length is just because I said, people like me, we don't get this very often. It's it's good that you have this to connect to. Like I'm I'm not I'm not trying to to trash it or or trash. Well, I mean, what, you. what you're doing is you're being you're being Max in every other episode, and we're being <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it's fine. I guess it was bound. It's to not. It's not. It's not mean. I think you just it's just discourse. It's fine. Is it is it the bites of episode? 
I think at the very least everybody can enjoy all the Thanksgiving shit in the Jamison mm-hmm. Hunters. It's at the very least enjoyable. Peridot dropping some Any very party nice where words. you get to be born and die is one hell of a party. Yeah. yeah. So I think we can skip the final thoughts this yeah. time. I, I want to say, yeah, that's, that's final thoughts. Great episode. And thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, I believe with Onion We're gonna Gang. We're going to be the Onion Gang. Finally. Yeah. And uh, thanks for listening. You know, the Onion Gang, they're a bunch of hobos. Or yeah. what was and hobats. Socialist being inclusive. Hippies. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Bye. Bye.